And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. So this morning, I want to talk to you about the danger of a dual life. The danger of a dual life. Dual means two. Dual. Amen. D-U-A-L. If you've never heard the word, it means two. And today I'm going to stay as much as I can in the English vernacular because of our visitors. So they can also understand. Amen. Normally when I have to say something very crudely, I have to switch to, to the heavenly language called Afrikaans. But I'll try my best. To stay to this language. Matthew 23 verse 28 please. Matthew 28 verse 23. Then also 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 17 and 18. I was invited to speak yesterday at a men's breakfast in Atlantis. And we had a wonderful time with the pastor and the people there. And I guess this probably stems from also that visit, duality. Jesus Christ, because one of the statements I made there was this, that Jesus Christ got very angry in the Bible with something called hypocrisy. Are you all listening to me? Hypocrisy in the Greek is a... It's from the, hypo, the word hypocrite in the Greek. It actually means actor. Uh, it's the way we get the word actor from. Do you see? So, so sometimes when you watch a movie, you could be under the wrong impression that that guy is strong. But when you meet him in real life, you see, but he's not that strong as he looks like in the movie. Like Tom Cruise, for example. Who knows Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise looks very powerful, isn't it? What's that movie he makes? He slides off Mission Impossible. But you know, Tom Cruise is just so short. He's just a, he's a Mickey Mouse. He's very short. I don't even think he can fight. A Dalskoli will take his phone off now. No. But in the movie, ish. You don't mess with him. Huh? <laughs> That's called actor. It's not real. It's an hypocrisy. Are you all learning? So Jesus, 
he got angry with the Pharisees and the priests of the day because of the hypocrisy. He said, you say one thing, but you don't do it. Are you hearing? You say one thing, but you don't do it. You live a dual life. And it made him very angry. At one stage, he called them wolves, foxes, serpents. Because there's something that God really hates is this thing called hypocrisy. Duality. And that's why even between the kings, Saul and David, David did a worse thing than Saul, but God liked David because he, he, didn't, he didn't try to cover up and act as if he was a good man. He was honest with God and he said, no, I am, I am, I am the sinner. I am the one needing your grace today. Amen. So in Matthew 23, 28, this is the whole text, but I'm just going to read the one verse. He says, you appear, outwardly you appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Iniquity is similar to sin. You are full of sin and acting. Mercy, it's a hard word. What does the NLT say of that same scripture, please? Ultimately, you look righteous, you look like righteous people. But inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. Is it a hard word? You know, one of the best things we can do as preachers is to, is to preach the words of Jesus. Now, if you have a Bible that has red ink, you will notice this is in red. It means it's what Jesus himself said to the people when he visited the earth 2,000 years ago. Amen. Outwardly, you look righteous, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. You say, Pastor, are you going to give us hiding this morning? Look, the Bible says Christ did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. This morning is not the message to condemn you. It's a message to save you. Hallelujah. Because you might be on the wrong path and you might be living a dual life, but salvation is being stretched out to you. And the warning signs, the lighthouse has been put up for you to say, don't go there. Your end will be terrible. Turn with me also, please, to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. I love it in the King James. He said, come out from among them. Come out and be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean, and I will receive you. Verse 18, and I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. This is an evil that we have to fight, ladies and gentlemen. And it is very alive in the church and in the world today. The Bible is full of examples of people who were victorious. And then also many examples of people who had failure. And those examples we know is to guide us and to warn us. Can I have an amen? amen. Samson, the great judge of Israel, is such an example. A man who was supernaturally endued with power to fight strength, but 
you see, he had a dual life. And his behavior is classic of many Christians today. A religious man, when he was going to be born, the angel said to his mother, this boy is going to be a holy boy. He's going to be separated from the normal people. And some of the signs of separation, he will have long hair. He will not drink wine. He will not touch dead bodies. Many, many small things to be a sign that this is a true believer. Amen? But the problem with him is he was, there was a part of his life that was unequally yoked to the things of the world. So the first way that you can have a dual life, you can be separated but still unequally yoked. Are you hearing me? And Samson was such an example. And there are many today that's like Samson. Separated as a Nazarite. Someone who, who, was, a, who was not supposed to live like the rest of the people in Delft. Unique. Not to drink. Not to cut his hair. Consecrated unto God. Have nothing to do with the world. Hmm. But he wanted an unbeliever for a wife. When his father warned him and said, Look, you are special. You can't have this woman to be your wife. Because God is going to use you in a special way. He said, No, daddy, get this woman for me. And the King James said, because he pleases me well. I'm just preaching about Samson. I've not yet come to you. I, I am going to come down to you now, now. Amen. Anointed by God. But he wanted to play with worldly pleasure. Hmm. Two personalities. And two lives in one person. Tell your neighbor, I think this message is about you this morning. Tell your neighbor, it could be about me too. Because, because you don't really know who's sitting next to you. You see, ladies and gentlemen, there is a personality uh, that is displayed when we come through the gates at BMI. We look holier than everybody else, isn't it? But once we get out of the church gates, once we go home and to where we work, then we find a different person. Look, 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 look. Let me tell you at least one thing. I've been a Christian for many years. Serving the Lord and working in the church. I won't suck up things out of the air. I can tell you of experiences. Shocking experiences. 
get, the less I get shocked. Are you with me? My wife still gets shocked now and then. I can't even tell her of all the church problems I have to deal with because I don't think she can handle it. Duality is reality in the church. My God. Some of you sit here, you claim to be born again. Even your friends think that you are a believer. But you are playing with the world. Your best friends are unbelievers. I don't have to go far. You don't have to come and explain to me. I tell you, if your best friend is an unbeliever, you are unequally yoked. You are like Samson. You want to say to me, Pastor, it won't happen to me. It happened to Samson. It's a cineazo. It's the same thing that has happened to Samson will happen to you. The same thing. Another of the same kind. When I warn my, my young children about some of their relationships, they, they, they try to convince me that it will work. Then I try my best to tell them about somebody else who had the cineazo, the same problem. But I think the deception, that's why the dual life is called a deception. Because you think you can get away with it. You see, nobody sees you. The part we see is this holy than thou, Joe type, holier, holy Joe type. But when we don't see you, you become a strange type of creature. Like Shrek and Fiona. <laughs> by day one way, by night another you sit in BMI and you hear life-changing sermons over and over again but your best friends are unbelievers <laughs> I can't stress that enough I'm warning you as your father and your pastor once your best friend is an unbeliever, you are in trouble. If your friends at school openly declare they are non-believers and they don't believe in being born again, you have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. At work, they openly declare they are non-Christians. They eat your lunch breaks and wassas and dalchies. Somebody translate for them who sits close by. That is your best friend. They and Suleiman is tight, yo. You and Suraya. Nothing can separate you. I warn you. 
you're on dangerous ground <laughs> some of the things i can't even say to you i i, I don't want to upset your sunday i really want to Look, so some of the times when I talk about things, it sounds almost unbelievable. You know, one of the problems we really sit with is fornication. Like having free sex with someone that's not your husband. Now you can almost think, Pastor, don't talk about those things. We don't do that. <laughs> Not in this church, but another unbeliever said, another unbeliever said, every Sunday when he, when, he, when he drives, he passes by a church, when the church is coming out, then the girls come to look for lifts for the taxis on the street, and he always picks up one or two. And then he is satisfied that he's going to have a good time and enjoyment with this girl, who comes from a Christian church with aisle shoes. Not this church, it was another church. I'm just giving you an example. Samson played with God. Do not play with God. He had long hair, which was a sign that he was a believer. I don't know what is your sign. We used to walk with Bibles to church in the old days. They don't do it anymore, isn't it? At least that could have been a sign. Maybe the way you dress, isn't it? It's a sign. Or you're on the way to church is also a sign. Samson's long hair was the sign. But he dabbled in fornication with the world. Separated, but also connected to the world, which we call unequally yoked. Mercy. The second Difficulty of Samson or the second duality, he, he was spiritual and unequally yoked. Then he, was, then he was also spiritual and carnal in the same time. Are you hearing me? Romans 8 verse 7 says, to, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither can it be. Separated and unequally yoked, now spiritual and carnal at the same time. He gave the impression that he was spiritual, and at other times it was surprising how carnal he could be. And you think, Lord, can this be in the same person? Because in Judges 13:25, he says, the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. And he, should, he had to be spiritual because he was leading Israel for 20 years. You can't do that if you're not spiritual. But he had a woman problem. Everybody say woman problem. Many men have a woman problem. Many men have a woman problem. Many men are playboys. I'm not talking about outside the church. I'm talking about here in the church. Now here's the danger, you see. At the same time, 
you can have the spirit of God. Now you're thinking, pastor's talking about the visitors. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You mistake me. I'm talking about someone that can be moved by God because the Bible says, and the spirit moved on Samson. But when he saw the beautiful ladies, he couldn't overcome that problem. And you will know at the end of his life, it was his downfall and his distraction. It will also be your downfall and your distraction. I'm not just coming to paint you the danger. I'm telling you that there is a way out. Jesus Christ can deliver you from the dual life and the danger of a dual life. You see, you can get away with it for a little while. But somehow it's going to catch up with you. And you're going to fall flat on your face. Oh yes. I'm sure even pastors who preach... If I'm real with you, pastors who preach, they have this problem. You see sometimes on TBN, on TV, some scandal comes out. You say, wow, that man was so anointed. He was spiritual and also carnal at the same time. And that thing always brings your ministry to a crushing blow. And you, have, you almost never recover from it. Some of them declare they've recovered, but I tell you, you can see the signs. You never recover. May the Lord deliver you from such a snare. Mm. Then he was mighty, number three, mighty and weak at the same time. Two people in one. It's like an actor. Are you with me? Strong! But he was also weak. Now, if you only pretend to be strong, you cannot be helped. Are you with me? So if your pastor knows that you are weak, he can pray for you. Hmm? But if you pretend to be mighty, how can we know that you need help? Sometimes when I make altar calls, I don't know how to call you because, you see, I need to, I need to say it so that you don't feel embarrassed. Like, if you say, if I go now for prayer, then everybody almost now know there's something wrong in my life. So I rather hide it and I stay an actor. I stay in my dual life. You, what you're actually doing, my, 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 my sister, you are preventing your deliverance. You are preventing your deliverance. Because you know you had a dual life. Some years ago, God gave me the same message. I preached it in a huge gathering. And the pastors on stage were not happy with my preaching. None of them commented. One pastor said after I preached, he said, Oh, the worship today was powerful. I wish they could have continued worshiping all service. That pastor's dead now. But that's beside the point. Then sometime... Later, some many months later, I walked somewhere in the street and a gentleman called me. He stopped me. He said, Pastor, I was in, in your meeting that day. You preached about the dual life. Pastor, why didn't you make an altar call? You were preaching about me, Pastor. But because of the pressure of the Pharisees on my platform, 
I decided to withdraw all the embarrassment of the people. He rebuked me. He said, Pastor, not just me, there were many people living this dual life. But you never made the altar call. I said, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I will no longer care what the people say. I'll say the means of what, my brother. I'll say the means of what, my sister. Oh, you lump any brand, man. Oh, you lump any brand. If you're going to please the crowd, if you're going to be a man pleaser, you will never be a God pleaser. Because that day, just like today, I knew I was talking to a, a, what do they call this term? Evangelical group. It was a, it's a mixed group of many churches. Actually, another name, I just forgot it. When, when different churches come together. So I said, I also battled with God. I said, God, no man. Give me something nice for the people. You know, the Holy Spirit with me, it just bangs my head back. This is what you will say. That day I regret not, doing, not speaking the word of the Lord. I spoke it, but I didn't take it to its completeness. Sit for a minute, sit for a minute. I'm almost finished. You are weak, but you present yourself strong. Hallelujah, you say. And you prevent your own deliverance. Samson was mighty in ministry. Hmm. Killed thousands. At the same time in his private life he was very weak. Mighty publicly. But in private. Weak. Carried the gates of the city on his shoulders. What a mighty man. In that way he was not weak. When he killed a thousand people with a jawbone, he was not weak. But when Delilah faced him, he became weak like a baby. And she took advantage of him. She overcame the mighty man because she, she fought with the weak man inside of him. Are you hearing? And the Philistines, the enemy, also recognized his weakness. And the Philistines are a type of Satan. A type of the dark world. A type of the enemy. And if you don't come to God confessing, asking for deliverance, the enemy is going to hit you just where the Philistines hit Samson. He likes women. So we find something that can lure his weakness. The Bible says they found a woman in the valley of Sorek. Her name was Delilah. And they said, woman, we have an assignment for you. There's a mighty man who's destroying all our armies. But we've discovered a weakness. Can you attack only the weak spot of Samson? What is his weakness, he asked. 
He loves women too much. She said, but isn't he the man with the long hair? That everybody can see is a child of God, a Nazarite by birth. Separated unto God, consecrated. She said, they said yes, but he has a weakness. And we're going to target his weakness. And she overcame him. Are you both mighty and weak, sister, brother? Please, please ask the Lord to help you today. And the Lord will deliver you from such a snare. Amen. Now let me just come to a domestic issue a little bit. Amen. There's another type of duality called nasty but nice. Or nasty and nice. Are you with me? The other day a brother asked me if I knew a certain lady. And he, he said, I told him where we grew up. He said, but you grew up near to that uh, the street and that's I said, yes. Then he said, don't you know these people who live by that house? I said, oh yeah. And I mentioned their names and he said, oh we were. And he said, we played music with them, blah, blah, blah. Then they spoke about the mother. Then I said, oh, yeah, that, that they had a wonderful mother. He said, what? That was a nasty old woman. I was surprised. But I only saw her in the church. He went to her house, you see. I saw the nice. He saw the nasty. Can I have a minute to talk to the ladies in the church today? There are some people who are very nice when they are in public. But they are very nasty when they are at home. Their spouses and their children know them to be very impatient and abusive. But outside the home, they seem to be the nicest people on the earth. It's a dual life. I, I, I don't know if it's, there's probably nobody in this church like, like, like that. Uh, I, I'm probably just speaking to somebody that you can go and tell. Somebody that you. Can I come a little closer? There are some husbands who complain to me. They say, Pastor. The way my wife serves you in the church with such humility, Pastor, with such reverence, Pastor. If you tell them go fetch something, they run, Pastor. But if I ask them for tea, Pastor, do you know what they say to me, Pastor? <laughs> Is there something wrong with your hands? They say it in a different way, but because of the recording, I can't use that language. I can't even explain it to you. But they know what I'm talking about. We heard it yesterday in the meeting, isn't it? One brother was shouting, As your Hannah run! Is 
It's like they say to the husband, is something wrong with your hands? Is your hands some other part of your body, you know? <laughs> like you want, you ask for tea. So they say, can't you make your own tea? Like when they, but when the pastor asked them, oh, pastor, one sugar or two sugar? They are nice in the church, but in the home, they are nasty. Is it true? Can it ever be true? You're not married, so you don't know what I'm talking about, is it? So when you marry, you will get married. And when you marry, remember today, be nice and nice. Not nasty and nice. Nice and nice. Be too nice. Amen. You know, some people look so holy, but even the dogs don't come to greet them. When, when, the, when the animals run away when you come home, it tells me something about your nature. The hond wil jy met jou wees. Now it's, it's probably not a problem if we know you like that. But we get shocked if we discover. No, no, no. Bring my stuff back. We get, we get, oh let me, let me come down. We get surprised. We get surprised. If we, if we see a dualistic thing. Sit quickly, sit quickly. I've told you about the pastor that I, uh, the brother and sister that had a major fight. Huh? So I went to counsel them. And you know when somebody is telling you something that happened. I, I don't like to sit with one of the couples alone. One. Because they, the way they explain their side of the story is always how nicely they spoke. While the argument was going on. So they would say, I said nicely to him, Pastor. <laughs> Pastor, I spoke nicely. And I said, but why do you do this? <laughs> Pastor, why? Then I eventually got the husband. And I said, look, sister, bring him also. Let me hear his side of the story. So they came back together again. And then because I see many people, I said, Okay, tell me again. Sister, you start first. And then she was talking. And then I said this, and then I said this. And then, and then I closed the door softly and I said, let's not talk in front of the children. Let's do, you know, pastor. So he was sitting quiet, this husband. And I said, are you not going to say anything? He looked at her, he said, tell pastor. Safer pastor, whatever my gevloek het me. He's saying, just tell pastor the swear words, you know, swear words you use, the, the, the cussing words that you use. I'm not, pastor, I'm not going to say much. You just tell him what you said to me, the swear words. The, the stuff you say is almost right, but say the swear words. Me? She said, Jonathan, 
ikati safe pastor man ikati baie praatie man sê net vir pastor die woorde wat hy gebruik I was still a young pastor then then I was shocked then I saw a dual life in front of me nice and also nasty in the same person but I'm sure it's not here in this church isn't it can't be here different natures mature and childish together in the same person how can you judge Israel for 20 years but when they make you angry you tie foxes with torches to their tails and you let them run into the Philistine uh, wheat fields and burn everything out I mean to catch a fox is not easy to catch many foxes and to light their tails and say run it's like a childish thing isn't it doesn't it sound rather childish for a man who judged Israel for 20 years he had the maturity to judge them but he also did very childish things and there are Christians like that do you believe it their level of understanding of God's word is excellent they know the word they are childish now what is a child a child is unstable isn't it a child can't sit still for long a child is unsteady is it true he can't sit in one place for a long time and today I know many childish Christians who know the word very well but despite the knowledge of the word they can't settle down in a church pastor Charlie and even here we get a lot of visitors on a Sunday but nobody's interested in uh, not everybody's interested in becoming a, 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 a committed member you know why because inside of them they're very childish when they speak to you out of the word first the jacket that they have on really 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 kind of puts pressure on you because a jacket talks of authority then they know the bible but the sign that they can't settle in the church means they're like a child who can't sit still in one place for a long time but maturity is a sign that I'm willing to settle and here I'm going to stay. And I can sit still and pay attention for a long time. If you're not like that, you, have, you can be both spiritual but you can, or, or you can be both mature but you can also be childish. Let me just give you one more. One more. One more. Hmm. The dual person. Let me just give you the topics but I won't go into everyone. You can be both loyal and disloyal at the same time. You can be loyal and slanderous. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 3 verse 8, Don't be double-tongued like some deacons. Don't be double-tongued. Don't be double-tongued. My pastor tells a story that I like. He says one day he was sitting in a church, and the pastor in front took a second offering. We don't do that much here. I should actually do it, but I don't. Forgive me, Lord. They, some churches in West Africa, they take two, three offerings in one service. They're not ashamed. So he took a second offering, and my pastor says, well, he was still a young Christian. He was in the church, and he, he complained about it. So we told the sister next to him, 
Why must he take a second offering? Because he already took a first offering. Then he said, this, the look the sister gave him was a very ugly look. It's almost like, how can you speak like that about my pastor, you know? It's the look we want you all to give to people that are uh, disloyal here. Yeah. So he gave him an ugly look. And he said, he said his heart smote him because of, of, of what he said. But look what he did. Look what he did. He said he went to the pastor after the church. And he said to the pastor, I just have a confession to make. You know, you, had, you preached a powerful word. But when you took the second offering, I said in my heart, why must you take a second? I, I despise you in my heart. Why must you take a second offering? Would you please forgive me? He said the pastor was so surprised. Because he had never had such an honest, singular person come to him. The people are always dualistic. He said the people will say, Oh, pastor, you preach very well. But they wouldn't add the truth of some of the things they were thinking while he was preaching. Just like you now as you're looking at me. There's many bad thoughts in your mind. But you won't come to me after church and be honest and say, Pastor, <laughs> Hoef iets hy wat by die huis aangaan. Het my vrou weer met jou gepraat, pastor. Did my wife speak to you? How do you know what's happening in my home? And he said, the pastor told him to kneel down. And laid his hands on him and said, God is going to use you. Because of your heart. Because of your heart. There's no dualism. You have a singular heart. Are you, what you think is what you say. You see? He says, don't be like the double tongue. The only, the only way I can explain is a snake. When the tongue comes out, there's one this way and there's one this way. It's the folk tongue, the double tongue. Some Christians have this problem. They're both loyal and they slander you behind your back. Amen. I'm skipping some things. I'm closing. I'm landing the plane. I'm landing. I'm landing. There can be goodness and badness. You can be men pleasers. And you can be God pleases at the same time. Yes. You can do everything to impress your friends and those around you. Hmm. Forgive. Sometimes people go to the extent of making bank loans. In order to live a certain kind of lifestyle. Isn't it? Before I get to that one, let me talk about men please and God please. You see, you, you can't please your family sometimes if you must please God. Sometimes your family will tell you, you can't go to that church. But you, you have to please God and not man. Amen. Sometimes your parents want you to marry an unbeliever. Happened in this church. A young girl was beautifully engaged to a spiritual young man but this man didn't have much money and the mother wasn't happy with him and she wanted uh, with, with this guy so she wanted the girl to marry rather someone who has money and eventually she he left she left this guy and she went for the one with the money and the whole life came tumbling down she should have said i'd rather please god than to please my mother in this case I'd rather stick to the word of God and not my parents. 
And the last one I want to share with you is impressive and also unimpressive. Hallelujah. You know, you can fool people with your two, two types of living. If, if I tell you what we find in BMI, you'll be surprised. Now, some of our believers, we find them in nightclubs. Our believers, we find them in nightclubs. Some of our girls, we find them with strange people. But God cannot be fooled by your duality. Even if we impress men, God will judge us with righteous judgment. Hallelujah. Listen to the scripture as I close. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5. It says, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5. Put it in the NLT. So don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time before the Lord returns. For ye will bring out the darkness and the secrets to light and will reveal our private motives. Then God will give to each one whatever praise is due. Hallelujah. God's judgments will be based on the things we have hidden that nobody can see. Brother, I ask you, what is the hidden that we cannot see? Most of us want people to be impressed with us. We wish the people around us would be impressed with what we have, our cars, our appearance. But the person you must really try to impress is God, not the people sitting here at BMI. Sometimes you say things that to impress your friends, but it's not true things. You can take loans in order to live a certain kind of lifestyle. And you can live above your means. I want to warn all of you, never live above your means. Don't try to impress anybody here. I don't want this church to be a competitive place. You come just as you are, as the sister said who was testifying. junction. There will come a time when God is going to lift you. In His due time, you will be able to have things. But your mind must not be on things. Serve Him. Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness. And these things will be added unto you. My friend always said, it can look impressive on the outside, but when you go to the house, you see, ah, it's not as impressive as what it looks. Because you want to present a certain image. Maybe you, may you be liberated from this image. Because when you fall, you're going to fall very hard, you see. And the image you have built is going to come crumbling down. It's going to come crumbling down. When Samson was at his end, he stood between two pillars. This was the disaster of a man who lives two lives. And he prayed a very beautiful prayer. 
Put it on. This is the last. It's really, really, I'm, I'm finished. Look, look here. 16. Judges 16 verse 28. Judges 16 verse 28. 16 years 28. Yes, my Bible is going to my staff. Finish preaching. But I'm going I'm to land this plane. This is after being two people in one. And if it's you, this is your end. I show you your end. I show you your end. He prayed to the Lord. He said, Sovereign Lord, remember me again. I tell you, when you come to the end of your tether, all you really need is for God to have mercy on you. But you were deviling with sin. And pastor warned you. And you didn't want to let go. You couldn't make a separation. But God said be separate unto me and be holy. You can't be deviling with things in the world. And you my newborn children from Ruasandal. You must leave the things of the world. Leave those old things. Come serving Jesus. Even if people mock you. If people laugh at you. If people withhold money that they used to give you. God will restore you. And God will lift you up. Look, he says, remember me again, O God. Please strengthen me just one more time. Put in the King James. With one blow, he said, I will destroy the enemy. Remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray. One more time, Lord. Just one more time. You see what happened to him? When Delilah caught him, when the, de the, the demons eventually caught him, they plucked out his eyes. And a young boy led him because he couldn't see. He had no vision. And the young boy led him. He said, lead me to the pillars. He was being made a mockery. Your life is going to be a mockery if you continue with your dual life. And children will lead you. God intended for him to to subdue the Philistines all the days of his life. But he, he, he was led by a young kid. And the Philistines mocked him and they had a party to laugh at him. But God is gracious, you know. He said, Lord, one more, just give me grace one more time. I don't know how many times you have dabbled with this thing that you are busy with. You know what I'm talking about and God knows. But if you pray this prayer, the prayer of Samson. There is deliverance for you this morning. Say, Lord, remember me just one more time. Just this one. As you moved upon me in the days of old. Once more, Lord, just once more. Move upon me again. The Bible says he, he died in his tragedy. But he killed more Philistines in, the, in his death than in his life. But it was the end of his life. But God gave him grace one more time. You see, oh, the songwriter said, Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I see. When your eyes are on me, your grace abounds to me. And the fact that you are alive, it means God's grace is here for you. But you see, every time you hold back and you don't come, you live two lives. Are you a real Christian? Do you serve God? Are you ashamed of your Christianity? What do you live like when you are at home? Remember me, Lord. Just one more time. Bow your heads. Bow your heads.
You say, Pastor, you were talking to me this morning. Don't make the mistake you made with the man who caught you in the street and said, why didn't you call me to the front? I'm living a Christian life, but there's also something else that's not pleasing to God. Pray for me. If that is you, lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Just come to me in the front. I pray with you. Don't be ashamed. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. So I see for when your eyes the danger are on of a dear life. This child, your grace abounds to me. Oh Lord, your beauty your face is all that I see the danger of a dual life the danger of a dual life oh Lord your grace abounds to me everybody in front here Pray this prayer after me. Mean it with all your heart. Are there more people coming? Come join us. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the word that cut like a two-edged sword. Thank you for the word that cut like a two-edged sword. Thank you for cutting into my life today. Thank you for cutting into my life today. And speaking to my heart. And speaking to my heart. Forgive me. Forgive me. Of my weakness. Of my weakness. And strengthen me. And strengthen me. To be an overcomer. To be an overcomer. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To overcome. To overcome. Give me victory. Give me victory. In the flesh. In the flesh. Victory. Victory. Over the flesh. Over the flesh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For all my mistakes. All my mistakes. For all my sins. For all my sins. Help me. Help me. Not to live. Not to live. A double life. A double life. But to live. But to live. A singular life. A singular life. Consecrated. Consecrated. Separated. Separated. Holy. Holy. Unto you. Unto you. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. You're beautiful. You are beautiful. Your face. Your face. Is all I seek. All I seek. And, when and when your eyes, your eyes are, on me, are on me, your grace, your grace abounds, to me. abounds to me. Deliver me now, Deliver me now from every snare, from every snare of, the of the fowler. Deliver me, Deliver me from the northern, from the northern pestilence. pestilence. I pray for deliverance. I, pray for deliverance. I know you can do it for me. I know you can do do this great me. miracle for me. This great miracle. Move me away, Lord. Move me away, Lord. From those friends, from those friends I should not be with. I should not be with. Help me, Lord. Give me Help strength. Help me, Lord. Give me strength. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wash me. Wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. And write my name. And write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. And I think Pastor Chris. Ross, 
shared very well. He explained the message very well. So I think I'm going to ask him to share every day. You know, the Archbishop brought the prophet and I'm also bringing you. <laughs> so you, you, you explained the, the word very nicely to all of us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages of Pastor Chris, tune in to Chris Ross Ministries podcast. Remember, faith cometh by hearing.